Hi, I'm Richard Stack, and I'm playing Stanley Nimick, who is a vacuum salesman and apparently at least has claws or something happening. I am Chris Gladys. I am playing Father Gill, Connor Gilroy, a uh, Catholic priest uh, who sometimes acts on impulse when he shouldn't do that. Hi, I'm Christine Thomas. I am playing the character of Mina Kang, and she is a lead singer at Club Azul uh, and apparently has a penchant for getting herself into trouble. City of Mist, Issue 2. On the cover, we see an angle from the top of a roof looking down over the edge. An emergency medical tent has been erected. People are rushing about, helping the injured. The Whitman Central office building is missing almost everything over the third floor. Rubble, fire, plumbing failures, a power line sparks, swaying, swaying. The edge of a new expansive crater extends to the edge of the Whitman Central Foundation. Thick smoke spews from the crater, spiraling upward. We're too far away to make out details, but in the rear courtyard of Whitman Central, we can see two men and a woman almost squaring off against two other men. And on the corner of this roof, looking down, watching the proceedings, is an ibis. The courtyard behind Whitman Central at one point was nicely gardened. Uh, at one point had uh, a, a number of nice benches and paths, a uh, relaxing space for some of the employees to come and spend their breaks. And now it is filled with rubble, it is filled with broken glass and chunks of concrete and ripped shrubs just strewn all about. The smoke is drifting in. And the three of you can hear the clatter and the commotion from all the medical personnel trying to help people out of the building. There are sirens from fire trucks and from police cars. But that's almost secondary to these two men on the other end of the courtyard. And you can see very clearly from where you are, the man who's just a bit shorter and a bit stouter has a very, very wide mouth with rows and rows of teeth. And the, the thin man next to him with sunken skin has fingers that seem to be growing longer as you watch. Kind of eyes that are hard to make out. At least there are holes where the eyes should be. And you do get the sense that they can see who you truly are. And just a moment ago, they seemed rather amused about this confrontation. But Father Gill... You kind of provoked them a little bit by breaking this bone in two. And they seem unamused at this point. So there is some distance between your two groups here. And it looks like they are now beginning to cross the courtyard in your direction. To be fair, I thought it would like, I don't know, uh, eliminate their ability to track us or, or perhaps... Uh, you have them writhe in pain or something. I thought there was like a sympathetic magic thing going on here, but well, you know, we 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 deal with what we got. 
I am going to go ahead and try to tell them to stop. I'm assuming they're moving towards us. Are they? They are, yes. Okay, I'm going to command them to stop. They have higher tier tags. Okay, well, I'm the talky one of the group, apparently. So I'm going to use, let's see. So I think command person, better when dolled up, feminine wiles. And would this count as a non-ideal situation? Yes. We are kind of in a back alley. (laughs) So yeah, that would bring me back down to two. We're also going to take feminine wilds off of that list because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that your your gender has much influence over these two. So maybe crap. <laughs> okay. All right, let's roll it. Oh, not bad. Or six and a three plus. Yeah, six, three, one. Yeah, ten. <laughs> so, what are you doing to to make them stop? Stop right there. Otherwise, there will be consequences. You just, I'm going to threaten them. Yeah. They began advancing. And when you st- uh, stepped forward and just said, stop, something sort of passed over them for a moment where they thought, is this, is this a real threat? And they sort of, they pause for a moment and look at the three of you as though they're trying to assess any potential danger. Back me up here, guys. Yeah, so, and on that note, so I, I sort of uh, position myself between these two and them, uh, moving myself up a little and say, whisper to them, it's like, it's all about how you sell it. Gentlemen, look. look can I sell the, it even more? <laughs> I understand they have this thing you might have wanted, but I mean, it's clearly broken, can't be useful at this point. I mean, is it really worth all the trouble? And waving to our numbers. Um, and what I would like to do is to do a change the game um, using my my existential dread <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and salesman um, to basically attempt to kind of demoralize them will be the status I'm going to try to apply if I can get there. <laughs> okay, so you're going to try to inflict them with a demoralized status. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's see, plus two. So it's an eight. So you think that they heard you. And they kind of lean in a little bit and are whispering. Uh, And this is about the time when it looks like a a small emergency rescue team is like rushing around the side. It looks like there's some firemen trying to back up a a fire truck here and pull a ladder out. And the tall one points over at you, uh, Stanley, and says, are you sure that you should be with them? And not with us, just appearances. I'm sort of shrugged, like, eh, this is where I ended up today. Hmm. So you are going to side with a thief who has stolen our property and a vandal who has broken our property instead of returning it. Are you sure you should not be with us? I mean, what better offer can you make me? Smack him in the arm. <laughs> How about ruling a good portion of this city? That is way above my pay grade. And they giggle. It probably is, isn't it? (laughs) Well then, since this is where we are now, I think that my friend has a proposition for you. The shorter man smiles much wider. We have an ongoing project that for some reason, the three of you have decided to interfere with. 
Since you have stolen our property, I think it's only fair that you find us a replacement. Now, I'm not picky. Any human hand bone will do. What's this project? I'd like the details of this before we agree to anything. She would like the details. It would be so much easier if we could show you the status of our project. Sometimes explaining it, things get a little lost in translation. If you are interested, we can show you what we are doing. I look back at the two gentlemen. At this point, I've like tried to surreptitiously maybe pick up a, a rebar or, or a bit of like concrete or something, just to, just to have it in my hand, just in case things uh, things go bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of rubble around here. Oh yeah. I think that you can find probably a rebar with a concrete ball on the end. <laughs> Absolutely, right up my alley. <laughs> I need a guarantee that the three of us will be unharmed during the course of your explanation. And I need a guarantee that the three of us will come right back here safely, unaltered, unharmed, with our memories and our sanity intact. Let's see, memories and sanity. Yes, we have no plans for your memories or sanity. Didn't really necessarily need those, but sure. <laughs> you Let me up here, will you? <laughs> one day you will see where you belong. If indeed you want to help us, then there is nothing that we will do to hinder you in any way. And really, I would think that you would look for any opportunity to atone for your crimes today. We are not finished with our, our collection. And since the three of you now owe us a component, I can give you an address. And when you're ready... Let's say by tonight, simply bring us a bone. And the taller man looks back to the building and says, if you have qualms about taking it from a living person, I'm sure there are many inside who will not object. What are you people? We need to know the people we're dealing with before we start getting into some sort of business. Just very casually kind of swinging the rebar with the concrete on it. If you think of us as people... You still have much to learn, don't you, child? No, we are like any of the others. We are like you. We are here in this, in this city. Some are very content to go about their lives, pretending that nothing significant has changed, and others are looking for other plans, other strategies. Oh, oh, or did you mean introductions? Oh, yes, he must, he must have been asking what our names were. You can call me Mr. Tooth, and my friend is Mr. Bone. Oh, original. Oh, originality takes many forms, my friend. Hi, I'm Holland, and I'll be playing Poppy Pembroke, who is a Girl Scout, a sophomore, and totally a normal, normal, normal teenager. About an hour ago, Poppy, your one of the walls of your school almost came off entirely when a giant wave of force hit it. Most of your classmates went home very quickly. Perhaps that was where you were going 
until you realized that there was smoke coming from the office building where your mother worked. Probably still works. Probably. Probably. You found your way into this block. You've gone <laughs> through the emergency medical tent and know she wasn't there. And you know that she did like to take walks in the courtyard behind the building. Why not check? And as you start to walk around the edge of Whitman Central, you start to hear a low rumbling that gets a little bit louder and then passes as though a very large truck just went right behind you. And you get a sense that some of these people standing in this courtyard are not exactly what they appear to be. Can you please roll? Look beyond the mist. Sure. Yes, I can. I'm wondering if my tag looks harmless allows me to get a little bit closer to maybe discern a bit more without anybody catching on. And I have a, a tag that's intuition. All right. So that would be an 11. Okay. Stanley, Miha, and Father Gill, can you describe what someone would see if they could see your rift form? Basically, it's the exact same as my normal form, but imagine just like just her skin and her hair, everything becomes a shade of like shining cerulean. With, with Father Gill, you would see sort of as the, the, the priest outfit kind of fades in and out, uh, but you would see what looks like a an old kind of Celtic warrior. You'd see a man in uh, like uh, like old uh, sort of old Irish armor. Violence radiates off of him. I don't quite know how to visualize that properly, but he would look like something you would see in a history book of of like uh, or Roman era history of uh, the British Isles, and uh, just everything when you look at him just says violence and rage. Like a bear, but if he was a man. And if he was a man who's about five foot, what I say, five foot nine. So not really bearish in in uh, in stature, but he certainly comes across as being bigger than he actually is. Cool. So in the case of, of Stanley here, you see um, kind of ra rather than violence and rage, more of an aura of dread or depression. Uh, and so he, he largely looks right, currently similar to himself, except you see occasional flashes of like uh, insect carapace plates. And, uh, and occasionally, like, at the end of his, his arms, you'll see claws pop up once in a while. Uh, being that he's not currently activating this, it's probably just in hints and flashes right now. Stanley, Minha, and Father Gill, your attention was pretty well focused on these two men. And then there was also a moment there, because, you're, because you were so focused that you're trying maybe to not pay a lot of attention to, or to divide your attention between the fire department and the medical teams. But there was a moment where you sort of had a sense that there was something else, someone else around though, in order to like look for wherever this sense is coming from, you'd probably have to divert your attention away from these two poppy. The other thing that you notice is that you're sort of these three people across the courtyard uh, is where your focus was. You came around the corner and you saw them and you, you can see this, this shimmering gleam on each of them. And it takes a moment before you realize that there are two men with their backs to you that are much closer, though, facing away. And they are also sort of rippling and glowing a little bit. 
One of them is very tall and very thin. And even from the back, you can see that the lengths of his fingers are sort of growing and retracting and growing. Their hands uh, hang about normal, but the fingers are maybe sometimes down to his ankles and then coming back up. And his friend, also with his back to you, it is strange that you're looking at the back of his head and can still see his mouth. That's a lot to take in on a nice little afternoon stroll. (laughs) Does it seem like there is any aura of tension or like somebody's about to fight? Yeah, you see, you see me holding like it kind of goes in and out. Like on, at one moment it is a length of rebar with a kind of concrete ball attached, but then it kind of turns into what looks like a, a war club, like banded mm. in iron, and it just sort of fades in and out from from that. So it's a, it's a bit unsettling in a sense. At this point, I would call this maybe take the risk because she's kind of pushing herself into this situation, um, though her way of doing so is very mundane. I think she pulls her backpack from behind her and pulls out um, a bunch of cookies and heads over to uh, kind of stand a little bit in between, not like right in the middle, but over like to the side and puts on her best Girl Scout voice and um, says, does anybody want some cookies? I'm selling, I'm selling some, some cookies so I can get my batch. Uh, that's a real salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's real good at it <laughs> he's gonna blink for a second yeah I, I i blink and i'm i'm imagining like the the immediate five head turn <laughs> five heads all turning the same direction so i immediately turn my head and i go sweetheart you really shouldn't be here so you don't want a thin man you, you never know when the next sale will happen Again, you're supposed to back me up here. <laughs> Smack him on I, the arm again. <laughs> I, I concur. I, young lady, this is not, probably not the time or the place. Uh, if you'd like to sell cookies, there's plenty of people over at St. Bridget's at the moment who would likely uh, be more than happy to indulge in your, your cookies. Uh, but now perhaps is a little dangerous for someone of your age. Are, are we at all aware of her actual form at this point? Yeah. So... She has stepped in the middle of everyone and in turning to address her and to consider whether or not this is a good time for cookies, because you actually probably should stop and contemplate that for a moment. Stanley, you suddenly smell that thing that you smell sometimes when around odd people. Minha, a breeze washes over your face. And even though it's chilly outside, your face gets warm. And Father Gill, there is this sudden why am I angry with this little girl (laughs) moment that crosses your mind? And I think that if, because we're sort of doing this as a group thing, if one of you gets a strong success with look beyond the mist, it will spread to each of you. Oh, I'm on it. Okay. Oh, I'm not on it. (laughs) (laughs) I almost don't want you guys to succeed because that would be so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a seven for me. I got a 10. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Also a seven. Yeah, Father Gill, maybe it's because you can't quite figure out why she's making you angry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've got a connection. I've got a connection to young people. I I look out for them in general. I'm always concerned for their welfare. Some Mm -hmm. small children are just really good at making you angry. (laughs) Oh, they are. They are. (laughs) 
your eyes sort of feel this rippling and you suddenly see something a little different. What do they see, Poppy, when they can see you? Um, so for those who can see, um, a sort of shadow passes over her face. And if you kind of squint or if you're kind of looking at the corner of your eye, um, the ghostly pallor of a skull superimposes itself onto her face. And if you were paying attention to her hair, you would have noticed that she was uh, originally a redhead with a lot of freckles. Um, you can't quite pinpoint her age because she looks young, but she's also gangly. Um, but within this kind of shadow, her hair grows darker. And this kind of like school uniform that you see her wearing gets smokier and it's harder to kind of see where where it ends and begins and it kind of begin, begins to look more like a tunic. Um, and you see that these cookies that she's holding out, they don't quite look like a box of cookies anymore. They seem to like slowly elongate uh, as your vision kind of, uh, kind of focuses in on her. And though you know it's a box of cookies, it looks to be more so like she's carrying a a staff or maybe an oar. The man with the mouth says, I would like some of your cookies. And he does step forward. Uh, it goes into his pocket and comes out with a wallet. How much for the box? Her voice drops a little bit and she says, how much are you willing to pay? The tall man laughs a little. And then the shorter man with the mouth says, I can pay quite a bit for the right product. What are you doing this afternoon? We have a project you may be interested in. You look Nina like you might... In. She, she immediately mom arms Poppy. <laughs> like, like protective mom arming coming out and I go, okay, we are not doing this. We? This is... I'm about to make a sale. I look at the gentleman and I say, you are not going to negotiate with a teenager. She's just selling cookies. And we he all takes, know that's not what it is. He takes out a $5 bill. I go out of my way for cookies. And he holds mom the $5 arm. out towards you. My mom arm is still up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I kind of try to duck under her mom arm. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you look like a shortbread kind of guy, Chompers. And he grins very wide. <laughs> Am I getting like bad vibes from him at this point? Because I feel like I've been here for a while. <laughs> I I'm just trying to buy cookies. If she would let me, then this would all mm -hmm. end very quickly, I'm sure. Are you getting bad vibes? Uh... <laughs> hmm. How would you know? Um, the rows and rows of teeth. Am I, am, I getting, am I getting my vibes that I get sometimes? Those little... Oh, are you opening up divination? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Maybe intuition and detect wayward ones. Yep. Great. That's a six. <laughs> with the two? With plus two? Uh-huh. <laughs> Got a one and a three. Maybe you're a little distracted by his teeth. Mm -hmm. You're not getting any hits right now. Okay. Uh, and so I should probably um, 
give you like the result of a six here. Um, oh, man. Let's go. <laughs> Girl Scout immediately joins the side of evil. Oh, God. I'm actually the, the big bad I, I wish guys. I could say that was I wish I could say that was surprising, but it's not. I don't know why. So you're you're legitimately interested in selling these cookies, right? This yeah, is this I is mean, something you willing, are actively looking for. Yeah, if he's willing to pay the toll. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, if he's yeah, cookies. Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still holding out the five dollars. Shortbread sounds delicious to me. I hand him the shortbread box and I take the $5 because it's the 1930s and $5 mm-hmm. for one box of cookies. My mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. I'm eating good tonight. <laughs> How many more boxes do you have? How many more can you get by this evening? Oh, I can get a lot of boxes. How many do you need? And he turns and looks back at the taller man who shrugs. And he says, that's my cat. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's like, don't do it. (laughs) Warning sign. It's an alarm. We will have some visitors tonight, in addition to your friends here. And if you can bring us up to Mr. Bone Shrugs and Mr. Tooth says... We could easily buy 40 boxes tonight. Um, at the rate of $5 per box, of, of course. Yes? And he smiles very wide and says, yes. Seeing all this going on, it's like you see dollar signs sort of lighting up. On, so, <laughs> so, gentlemen, these, these cookies, they're going to leave you a lot of crumbs, you know. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, can I... I could get you a really good deal on a nice Series 700 vacuum. I look over at Stanley. You are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Don't hop on my sale. Who do you think you are, buddy? Hey, hey, we're, 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 we're selling the complimentary products here. Cookies, crumbs, vacuum. Makes sense. Come on. You just see Mina's eyes just roll into the back of her head. And I go, I'm, I I'm just both of you. And then Father Gill's just standing next to Mina at this point, just sort of swing. Swing, swing. It's like this is not how things are. No, you're not. And I frankly, I'm getting a little bit worried that this is going to take a turn. (laughs) Oops. Mr. Bone's fingers shrink and shrink until they come back to about human sized fingers. And he reaches into his interior jacket pocket and comes out with a business card. Poppy, you're probably the closest. You've stepped forward to do this cookie exchange. Yeah, I'll take the card. He takes a step forward and holds out the card. Before I take it, I say, is that card going to cost me? No, this card is a gift. Okay, I take it. I put it in my little backpack. (laughs) Shall we say six o'clock? All of you are welcome. Uh, we can discuss the vacuum cleaner at that time. You never know what we have to clean up. The address is on the card. The cookies would be much appreciated. And he turns to the other two, froze his brow just a bit. And I'll expect your replacement at that time to atone for your 
thoughtless acts earlier. I mean, they'll bring my case, but, you know. It's nothing a few cookies can't fix. She just blinks at them. This little <laughs> smile on her face. She, Mina looks at them and she goes, you two never did tell us anything about your actual operation. It is very difficult to explain, but it is crystal clear when you can see it all laid out before you. I look to the rest of the group. And I look to the two gentlemen. We need a moment for a parlay, please. Of course. All right. I motion to the other three. Mm. Poppy does a little like, me Me too? You're the one with the card, sweetheart. Also, yes, you am. did jump in trying to sell cookies to two clearly unhinged gentlemen. So at this point, why not? Come over here. Come on. I mean, she's clearly got some potential here. Well, obviously at this point. What say you three? I don't like them. I don't like them one bit. Neither do I. There's something very, very wrong with those two men. And I think getting involved with them is going to be a lot of trouble in the long run. Maybe even the short run. Maybe even tonight. It already is a trouble in the short run. We're, there's four of us in an alley. Well, it seems like you idiots already have a debt to pay. Um, so that does have to be okay. Taken care in of. my defense, that was not me. It was my dog. Sure, but you're all standing here together. I just got here. I just sort of shake my head and it's like, yeah, well, it was those two. But really, I got nothing else to do. I did nothing wrong. All I did was send my dog to look for some clues to what in the world is going on here. And he brought me back a bone. I'm feeling How that, is that right, my fault? I'm, I'm feeling that crushing guilt weakness start to start to <laughs> seep in. <laughs> Father Gil's not, he does, he does reflect from time to time. And at this moment, he's starting to he's starting to think. All right, now that the 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 intense potential of violence maybe has passed, he's starting to think about. It. He's going, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. That was probably not a great idea. Well, you're welcome for smoothing it over. I wouldn't. It call seemed like you guys were going to jump each other. I'd say the four of us handle this as cleanly as we can, with as much safety as we can. And as much reconnaissance as we can, because I don't want to bring them a dead person's finger. At that moment, the four of you can hear a deep laughter. That Minhai sort of strikes you a little differently. And it sort of bounces around this courtyard a little bit. It's very low. It's a belly laugh. As the laughter sort of starts to end, a man that is clearly dead lands right in the middle of the courtyard. Oh. As though thrown off the top of this building of Whitman Central. Does he land on his feet? No. Okay. He lands so just with a... just a corpse just thudding on the ground. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I Important see... distinction. Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> I see ten fingers right there. Smack Stanley again. You're supposed <laughs> to be helping! And the Mr. Tooth and Mr. Bone look up to the building they were getting warmed up to the group mm -hmm. of you this negotiation was going pretty well they were feeling but now they're annoyed again looking up towards the third floor where mm. where the building is missing and a man stands a very tall man and kind of laughs at them and they look to each other and then they look to you and say we will see you tonight then and they begin backing away rather quickly. 
6.30. I, I need time to get the cookies. Well, it, it begins by 7, so 6, 6.30 is fine, but not much later than 6.30. 6.15? Is that better? I mean, I can rush order, but there may be less cookies. Do what you will. Do what you will. And they're walking away fairly quickly. <laughs> they're just trying to get out of the situation. As, as, um, as we as we glance up to this, this man, um, is that angel still here? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, far, yeah. far above the smoking crater. Now that now that you look up, there is this thing hovering far above this this crater and this smoking building that is in white robes and has very wide wings. But it's so far up, you can't really make out much more than that. Uh, it is kind of glowing, I guess. That still bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of your department, Father? I mean... Yeah, but they're not supposed to be here, is the thing. I snap on my my instincts again. This time I'm like, what is that thing? What is it? <laughs> I feel unsettled by this angel, and I don't know anything about it. Well, I want to detect and see if it's considered a wayward one. But, um... Yeah, you can try that. No. Yep. I don't know. I don't like it. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no got a five so no you're trying you're trying but there's been some very strange things happening in the last five minutes and it feels almost as though your senses even though you're trying to open them are starting to contract a little bit and even with these three in front of you these sort of rift forms are becoming harder to see would you say i'm maybe getting a bit of sensory overload yeah. Or starting to? Okay. I think so. I think that with two failures in a row on trying to open up, your your senses sort of want to close down. All right. So there's that, and it hasn't moved since we've been here. And then there's you. And looking up at the guy who threw the body off the, off the building. We've had a very long day. Why don't you come down here and talk to us? He laughs again, oh. and he jumps. And he lands on all fours in the middle of the courtyard. Mm -hmm. And I think that the three of you who are not Poppy, <laughs> I think that you're still pretty open with Look Beyond the Mist. And mm -hmm. when he was up on the top of the building, he looked like a tall man who was far away. And now that he has landed in front of you, he is not a tall man. He is a very large tiger. Maybe an eight-foot-tall tiger. A very oh. large tiger. Oh, Mr. Takitani. Is the corpse, the cat, your version of a cat bringing a mouse to its owners? Is it a gift or oh, a threat? Yeah. No, it is not. If you do owe those two a bone, it's better to just pay your debt and move on. What do you know about those two? And is there a reason why they were running away so quickly from you? And he smiles, all of his tiger teeth. Oh, there is a reason. <laughs> I've seen them before. And they know what I can do to them. They will go on. They will play with mice. They will live inside holes in walls. There are others who don't need to be inside. Our lives in this city are on the roofs, looking for prey. Not for, for scraps. And he sort of looks slowly between the four of you. If you don't want to take a life, 
take a bone from that and pay your debt. And he turns and starts to walk away. Wait a second. Hmm? What do we call you? Khan. And he leaps from the ground over the warehouse that is still on fire. I walk over to the body and I lean down and I sort of cross myself and just remind myself I've done worse and uh, go about the business of acquiring a finger bone. Mm-hmm. Would I think anything is going to be disrupted because of that? What was interesting, Poppy, from your point of view, uh, because your senses are starting to like calm down a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe you don't see as much as you normally do. Mm-hmm. This man was on the top of the building and then he was kind of on the ground. An acrobat, yeah. Or maybe he used, maybe there's a rope or something. Mm-hmm. And then he said some things and then he just kind of moved away pretty quickly. Not to be superstitious or anything, but at least for my people and my culture, tigers are seen as a symbol of strength and power and often good fortune. So this might be a way out for us. I think you had a perfectly reasonable idea looking over at the father. <laughs> Got my pocket knife out. I don't know which finger bone it was, but I'll uh, I'll just grab whichever one seems. I still don't like this. I still don't like the idea of giving them a bone. I just I don't like I it either. But I also don't I also don't like the idea of them following us throughout the city and being having to be saved by tiger men for the rest of my life. I just I don't want the burden, and I'm sure you understand this, father. Oh, I don't I want the burden and the guilt of whatever befalls whoever those people harm just because we gave them a finger. That is something that we can take care of when that time comes. Once we know maybe more about whatever this plan of theirs is, then then we can step in. We can (sighs) disrupt it from there, but uh, we need to know and (laughs) picks up the, sort of lifts the hand off, does a little wave. This is is how we get into knowing what that plan is. Well, at least give them the middle finger for me and I'll be satisfied for now. That I can do. Why do they need a dead man's bones? Well, because I was a little impulsive and I broke the one that they already had. But why did they need it in the first place? That's what our 630 means. Blame my dog. Blame my dog. Let's just say at the end of the day, we can blame my dog and we're good. I immediately do a little whistle and a tongue click. Come here. And my little, my little chindo dog starts trotting over. Almost out of nowhere, like as though he had been pretty close behind, but always in the shadows. As June does arrive... Maybe it's his presence. Maybe it's that being closer to him stirs something in you, Miha. But there was something about Khan's laughter and the way that he laughed and the way that it echoed around this courtyard that is reminding you of a laughter that you heard some years ago. And maybe you can't quite put your finger on it right now. Or maybe you can, but don't want to. I look over at Jun, and I give him some scratches, and I say, come here, Jun. And I just stash the information in the back of my head. I give him a scritch. Come here. Come here to Mina. Come here to Mama. Come here to Umma. Everyone, this is our little troublemaker. His name is Jun. He's very much a people, a people dog. He's extremely smart, and he also gives me grief beyond all expectations, like any good dog. I give him a sugar cookie. <laughs> so I just 
bend down a little as if to attempt to, you know, give give a pet to the dog there. But I'm guessing it's not too into that idea. He's he's too busy eating the cookie. Mm. But <laughs> also being the, the large weird bug thing. I'm yeah, he's, he, he sniffs you and just immediately turns his head and just <laughs> continues eating the cookie. Yeah. I stand up wrapping up something in my handkerchief and put it in my pocket. And... Nice to meet you, little one. Poppy definitely step. thought that she, uh, that you were talking to her and is immediately offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh no, 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 not, 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 not you, not you. I'm talking to the dog. I have a dog myself. That's a, and that's a lovely dog. You uh, have a yeah. dog. I do. He's a little pug named Fergus. <gasps> oh. I mean, you know, you know, Father. There's nine more of those there, and the dog likes bones. Let's not get ourselves. I smack Stanley again. I keep <laughs> telling you, you're supposed to be helpful. So you guys are really actually super okay with giving those two weirdos bones to continue no. the thing that they were doing? Not even in the slightest. No, okay. not okay, but I want to know what they're doing so we can figure out how to stop it. And uh, pat, 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 this thing is the key to getting there. Sometimes you got to do unseemly things to get a greater good. You don't have to tell me that. And yet I did. She just glares at him. <laughs> The four of you are mostly being ignored by the emergency crews that have uh, the fire departments. You're not really in their way right now. It might be different if you were. Mm -hmm. But you're also not that far from this crater. Right. So there is still black smoke spiraling up into the air. And it there is heat coming from it, though you don't see fire at this time. So we should probably get out of here. I mean, do we want to do something with this points up? I don't know that anything can be done with it. Father Gill looks up and says, their type usually keeps to themselves. If they need us, they'll let us know. Angels don't need people asking questions. Traditionally. I mean, let's face it. Usually the answers you get from angels are either cryptic or... Completely yeah. unhelpful in every way. That is that is also true. Yeah, I expect that when we know when we need to know what that thing is, it will let us know. However unpleasant that may be. What time is it? Ish. It is almost lunchtime. We got a six thirty appointment, and uh, would you mind, young lady, sharing with us where we're going this evening? Um, I pull up the card. It says, "Mr. Bone and Mr. Tooth." And then there is an address, maybe about a half a mile from here. Um, so could I potentially investigate about that address and see if there's anything I know about what might be there in the area? Yeah, I yeah. might know something as well if it's yeah, cause I've got the, the region. The knows the city tag I can try with investigate. Yes, do so. Eight. Okay, with one tag? Yeah. Yeah, so that is good enough to get you a clue. And then depending on the question that you ask, something else may occur soon after. Okay. Um, I mean, I'd just like to know about the, well, if I, can, if I have any specific knowledge of the building itself, or at least the area that it's in, uh, what might this place be? So you know this block. Mm. The exact number of the address eludes you, but you know on the corner there's a bodega, something like... Uh, walk-up houses something like uh something like brownstones was it one of them 
And then it looked like there was like a, a parking lot because around the corner there was a little bit of nightlife stuff. So like exactly which one it was is a little fuzzy, but it's kind of residential. Okay. Mostly residential. Seems weird for some kind of big project. Well, I'm starting to feel a bit uh, concerned about getting back to the church because I've been sending people there the, the whole morning and uh, there's not that many priests. I don't know what the situation is over there. And uh, I would like to kind of see how things are going, certainly. Well, I have to go make sure that my mom's not dead. That might be important. Where was she? Oh, uh, she was in the, the office building. She works somewhere in there. That one, huh? Mm-hmm. You mean the one with the dead body that was thrown off the third floor? Yes. And that used to have more floors than that? A, a few more, Yeah. Perhaps maybe we should look for your mother. Maybe we should do that. June, do you have anything of your mother's on hand? June's a really good scent dog. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe something that was like a hand-me-down. I mean, if you describe her to June, June should be able to help you out. Oh, well, she looks like me, but old and taller. Um, And she always has this look on her face, like, you know grief so you really can't miss her i look at june and he walks over and he sniffs you and gives your gives a little lick and i go okay june go find her can you roll investigation to see how well how well doggo does all right doggo my puppy with that wonderful description i'm sure i'm sure (laughs) we'll find her uh, three plus five plus my one doggo tag. <laughs> the doggo tag makes it a nine. Uh, you get the sense that's going to take doggo a little bit of time because uh, he does kind of like sniff about when he's out investigating. But you, you think he'll come back with something. He'll be back soon. It's, it's just, it's, it's a big city. In the meantime, anyone want to look at the smoldering hole in the ground or are we, we past that? Sure. Let's take a look at that. While we're waiting Nothing for to do anyway. the dog to come back. And in, in my head, I'm going through, all right, so let's see. What are the what are the rights? What are the last rights? Can you do last rights after they're dead? I think you can. Going through all of that in my head. So as the four of you start to get a little closer and a little closer, you feel warmth. The air gets thicker, uh, gets smokier, uh, almost as though there might be tags that say smoky and hot. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have any way to address those tags. Crushing guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that always works. It's like the, the, the Swiss army knife of, of tags, crushing guilt. Yeah, no, mostly I boss people around. <laughs> yeah, none of us really have like that kind of, you know, elemental power thing, I don't think. Yeah. Um, camping skills? I'm listening. <laughs> um, make a giant of, makeshift fan. <laughs> one of my power tags is camping skills. So theoretically, I'd know how to start and put out a small fire. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> that is good enough for you to know, for you to notice that you don't actually see fire in this hole. That there is smoke coming from something underground, but you don't see flames right there. You feel like if you get right up on 
into this this crater, you're not going to catch on fire. It's definitely hot. It's like Southern California in the summer. It's not like uh, in the middle of the the towering inferno. Okay. So Virginia during the summer. <laughs> Less humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to throw Osaka in there, but if it's less humid, then no, no, no. So does the smoke smell like anything besides smoke? Is there like a, an undercurrent of like a gas being expelled or anything? You're all close enough that you could investigate. Okay. But there are minuses because of smoke and heat. And if you get a clue, one of the things you could ask about would be smells and things like that. Man, I'm uh, terrible at investigating. Yeah, I, I can investigate, but none of my tags are going to help, as so far the, as I can tell. The, the, this might be a stretch there, but given the smoke and heat, can I potentially improve my investigation by using my, my you know, in, impenetrable carapace and fast healing to move myself closer and not care about the fact that there's smoke and heat? Protective armor. I think so. <laughs> I think that... I was going to say, that, this seems like a Stanley situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that you would be able to get, like in there faster and be more effective that's kind of what i was going for okay whereas if anybody else wants to investigate it would be sort of like around the edges rather than down Mm -hmm. in the middle yep so i'll just count what's walk towards the hole okay (laughs) rolls are all approximately the same today that would be an eight is anyone investigating around the edges or yeah i'll do that yeah i'll take a look oh my god just a dice roll five I'll see your five and raise you. Well, drop you to four. Can I also try? You can. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna see if I can add my uh, always prepared to put a little like one of my like scarfs or kerchiefs in, in front of my mouth to maybe help with it a little. You know what? That might take away the negative from the smoke. I will do that then. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> double sixes, right? You totally rolled double sixes, right? No, no, I did not. <laughs> um, can I say camping skills again? <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm just having bad memories of a trench somewhere. I'm like, oh, this feels familiar and I don't like it. Yeah. Feels like we're done. Let me think about three failures for a second. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For the eight, so I get clues equal to power. Power was mm. two, two in this case. Okay, let's let's start there because uh, you're going to go down in this hole for a little bit. Uh, so that gets you two questions you can ask. First thing would be is uh, what exactly is this hole? So the easy answer is whatever fell out of the sky and went right through this building created this crater, and at the middle of it. And you can sort of squint through the smoke because it's very thick and very black here. Uh, but you're you're going carefully. You're you're watching your footing, and it feels like there is suddenly a much deeper hole in front of you that is going down further. Uh, but you have stopped safely at the edge. You did not fall off of this hole down into the earth. It's probably good. Assuming I still have another question there. Um, Can I identify anything from the smell of the smoke or anything like that? There's the initial reaction to the smoke, which is, oh, this is burning. But now that you're right on top of it, 
it doesn't really f- smell like burning. It doesn't smell like something is on fire in your nose. It doesn't coat the your nose the way that like a, a timber or an oil would. And in the middle of that is some kind of mix of spices. It, they're not the easy ones. This is this isn't cinnamon. This isn't vanilla. This isn't garlic. But this is definitely something that you've had associated with food. Now maybe it hasn't been presented to you in this way. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not in a hole in the ground, you know. Yeah, but there's something in the middle of it that that is definitely triggering food memories for you. <laughs> One of the things that happens on a seven to nine is uh, that your investigation can expose you to danger. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to treat that everybody's failure has sort of exposed yeah. you to a little danger here. Okay. Because this is a superhero game and there hasn't been any fight. Yeah, why not? Yeah, really no. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, finally. Oh, crap. <laughs> so, Stanley, you're in the middle of this smoke. You're kind of paused there trying to figure out what this is, what this smell is. And the three of you outside of the smoke hear a kind of calling, a kind of a, it's not a chirping, it's not a caw, it is something from a bird. Father Gill, it feels, you you have a moment to react because... Mm -hmm. A shadow passes above you, and as you turn, you can see something like a vulture that is about the size of a man, and it is diving right towards you with its claws out. Well, I will, I will interpose myself between it and my companions here. Do I have a moment to pick up a bit of rubble, or is this sort of a... Uh, well, you could say that you still had that rebar oh, in your hand. Rebar thing? Okay, great. All right, so yeah, I will try to avoid da- or face danger first, I guess. I've got bare-knuckle boxing, so clearly I've got a, a an ability to deal with threats, uh, deal with incoming harm. I know how to handle that. Uh, absorb blows and all that good stuff. I want to throw in self-control as well. I don't want to freak out as this man-sized vulture thing is coming at me. Uh, but I think those two feel right to me in terms of, of what face danger seems to be about. Okay. I will now name a status and a tag and a tier. The, the tag would be razor sharp. Uh, tier two. Let's see how that goes. And the status will be uh, grab. Do you think that this thing is going to try to pick you up and fly away with you? <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> All right, so uh, two tags in in play. Let's see what happens. That's not good. A two and a two and a two is six. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) This gigantic vulture man thing, uh, uh, Miha and Poppy, uh, grabs Father Gil, and you can see his feet start to leave the ground. I invoke rage. Can I maybe change the game? It says to give your allies an advantage, but he's already at a disadvantage. So I'm wondering if it if that would be the right thing to like cancel it out. Can I neutralize it? Uh, like a solid success there would get him no longer grabbed? So yes, I will use um, 
my relic tag shapeshifts into a weapon. Also my power tag filled with wrathful justice. Also my power tag always prepared. Dang, girl. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. So just the plus three then. That is 11. And that was with three tags? Three tags. So that was an eight. Yeah. Okay. Describe what you do. I see this happening and I immediately go for my necklace and it kind of does that like you pull it out and it doesn't look like a mechanical way of doing it where they have those like bow staffs that go either way um, or possibly like uh, a cane. You know how they have those like opening things. It's that but more mystical, less mechanical. Um, So I've got this like staff or something. And I am trying to very quickly bonk this vulture guy on the head as hard as I can with this staff to try to get him to drop the father. With uh, three tags, a power of three, you can negate the tag of two, which is grabbed. Yeah, you connect with this vulture thing and hit him right in the head. He sort of spasms a little bit. Father Gil, you weren't that far off the ground. Uh, It might be enough to sort of like hit the rubble here and slip a little bit, but it's not, you're not incapacitated or anything. And the vulture seems a little bit dazed and has to make a big circle before coming back. Mm -hmm. Stanley, in the middle of this smoke, you get the sense that it is starting to congeal a little bit, or maybe parts of it are becoming a little more solid. You're getting the feel that it's trying to grab at you, though it's not solid yet. It's not a hand, but you feel like if you're here for much longer, it's going to be able to make solid contact with you. And I suppose I don't know what's going on with the vulture thing, given all the smoke and all that, but I think this is a good... uh reason to head back up for more help if, it, if nothing else so i will uh withdraw from the hole and look for my my companions there meanwhile you were a little bit further away from the father and and from poppy you can hear some footsteps behind you as stanley emerges from the smoke and it looks almost your first impression looking at him is that some of the smoke is sort of dripping on him it like it doesn't really want to move like like a gas. It wants to move like a liquid a little. Yeah, that doesn't look like smoke. And also we've got bigger problems. I point over at Father Gill and Poppy. There's a giant bird. Go help them right now. And I immediately I go over and I try and pardon the touching. <laughs> <laughs> and I try and wipe all the gross off of Stanley. Um, and yeah, he feels much more like kind of solid and chitinous than he probably should. Um. <laughs> you don't look like you work out, but okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, not not that kind of solid at all. <laughs> mm. Is it um, affecting my hands or like, am I feeling icky? Your first tactile experience is that it's almost it's almost wet, it's almost slimy, but then as you look at it, it sort of dissipates and turns into a gas as you're touching it and starts to go away. As you sort of are looking at your hands and seeing this reaction, you look back to Stanley, and as he's further and further out of the smoke, 
it is less and less liquidy and more gassy. We're going to have to tuck that information away for another time. But right now we need to go help those two right now. Stomping my way over that way. Can I use change the game, I guess? What would you like to do? Can I do like a siren song thing? To try to charm. To try and charm it. Yeah. Sure. That might be convince. Would that be convince? If we can flavor it with singing. Mm. Yeah, convince it to turn towards me and not notice <laughs> the two hard hitters coming in. Okay. Let's do that. Okay, so Mina opens her mouth uh, and she starts singing. And think about the status you are trying to inflict on this this man vulture. Like a charm. Get it to get it to draw its attention towards me. I realize I'm squishy, but you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> so maybe like enraptured. Yes. Or okay. Entranced, enraptured. Mm. Draw its attention. So I can use draw attention, command person. Yeah, I think both of those actually. I think okay. um I don't know if no, that's under defining relationship, and that's more with my background than you all, but I don't know if that would if the big sister attack would work the idea of protecting the people around her. I mean, that does seem to be part of your plan here. Okay. So, so you're distracting this thing to focus on you in order to protect everyone else and yeah. set them up. Yeah. I so see. if that's the case, then I'm going to throw on draws attention, command person and big sister. And I think that'll give me three. <laughs> And I already rolled, so three plus the three plus the two, which gives me a good old eight. Okay, yes. So this thing has noticed you. And it looked like it was originally aiming back towards Father Gill, but it has changed course a little bit. If anything, you have this mix of emotions because you're like, oh, good, I got his attention. Oh, if they don't connect... It has a straight shot at me. If if they are unable to stop this thing from coming right at me, this is going to be worse for me. I shout mm. at the team, you better hit it with all you've got. I think it sort of has to pass over Father Gill right. and then dive. And at that point, Stanley could get in the way. Well, I'm ready to hit it as soon as it goes by me. All right. It is on its way. Okay. Uh, I, I've got my club my improvised club and I've been <laughs> watching this thing as it's been coming around. And I'm like, all right, I got this. I know where this is coming from. Uh, and then when I hear her sing to it and I see it sort of turn from me, my thought is, Oh no, 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 no. This is not how this is going to work. You're not going <laughs> to no, this is unacceptable. Uh, and so with that, I'd like to invoke a sense of justice because this is not right. This is not how things it's supposed to be a fight between us. Thank you very much. That's how this works. <laughs> you don't involve innocence. Weapon master, just because I'm carrying a weapon, and uh, I'm I'm very angry that this thing is is going to attack somebody who uh, it has no business attacking. So uh, rage equals stronger. Uh, so those are my those are my tags. All right, three three tags. Three tags sounds good. Uh, seven and three is ten. Excellent. Uh, you get to choose two. All right. Take cover. Get them good. Uh, oh, I like. Right. No collateral damage. Hold mm -hmm. the target's attention. Um, I want to hold its attention, definitely. Mm -hmm. I want it to turn away from Minha. Yeah. 
and get them good. All right. Uh, I want to hear a, a crunch when that thing connects. And on a 10 plus, you get to choose from one of the followings here. Following, uh, If it's in your ability to move them, they're out of the way. Gain an advantage on the battlefield. Get one juice. Now, you also notice that Stanley has mm-hmm. sort of like put himself in position to act here as well. So can I whack it towards Stanley? Yes. <laughs> so you get to add a uh, a tier one tag okay. to it. Concussed? Yeah. So it's 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 or or dizzy or, or something like that. Because I like the idea that I just smacked it in the head or something like that as I diverted it towards Stanley. Yeah. Okay. So it's got this concussed tag uh and sort of skews a little off course and stanley it is sort of trying to right itself mm-hmm. uh a little uncontrollably flying in your direction all right uh i will go toe to toe and i'm gonna try to grab it uh do the same thing it did so just to hold it down to keep it from flying around on us um so i think i'm going to try to apply uh claws and i guess maybe i could apply my my carapace there as in like a kind of bigger body to grip him with i don't know, try to or maybe some spines in there maybe persistent <laughs> yeah you're 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 not moving right yeah you're, so. yeah i'm standing right there and just trying to grab him as he comes into me basically and yeah okay three tags Let's see how that goes right, well i keep rolling the same thing uh but three tags <laughs> this time so yeah it'll be a 10 nice uh okay so choose two all right well um let's see i want to give him the grabbed status with i guess the power tier of three then yes Mm. um and i will i guess also counter their best attempts to hurt me in the process here so as to not take damage we have a panel next to the ibis as it is watching this and it sees something sort of magical coming from uh, Minha that distracts this thing. It sees Father Gill collide with it almost perfectly. And then it sees this, this vulture man perfectly aimed right towards Stanley's waiting arms. And when he gets this thing in a bear hug... It has zero chance of escaping. It is flapping and it is flailing, but it is not going anywhere. That is where the four of you stand. Like this, you all have the sense like, oh, if Stanley doesn't want this thing to go, it will not go. And so there's a moment of like, yeah. And then like, huh. What do we do with it now? I have an idea. It's like the, the dog that caught the truck. Is that uh-huh. <laughs> I think this is a this is a convince again. Can I sing to it to calm it? Yeah, Poppy, did you have an action here as uh, as Minha begins to sing? I was just going to kill it. <laughs> also an option. I approve. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I look over and I go, okay. Well, I've got my club. I'm like, all right, hold it steady. Oh yeah, I have my bow staff. I'm like, we want mm. we want this dead because it attacked us, right? That makes the most sense. Is there a way that we can somehow use it to get information? Be my guest, but then I'll kill it. Let's try first. 
Well, make up your minds, guys. I mean, I guess I can kind of stay here all day, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at you, some point you're going to have to let go of it. I, right now you feel pretty stable. It's it's mm. flailing around a lot and your feet are anchored. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Just give me a second. All right. And uh, Mina starts singing. And she tries to settle and calm it. Let's just say it's an overarching. Let's all calm down a little. <laughs> Tag wise, command person and trustworthy because I'm trying to get it to calm down, I guess. So, command right. person, trustworthy. I feel like those two would be the only ones that really work right now. Okay. So, with convince? Yes. With or, convince. okay. Ha! Double sixes. Yay! Sweet. So, yeah, that'd be a 14. Right. So you could give it a relevant status or you can have it update its agenda to include yours for the time being. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that one. Let's let's see if it will. Uh... Don't you hate it when bard stuff actually works? <laughs> I love it when bard stuff works. <laughs> I want it to trust me. I'm soothing it. Yes. So you begin to sing, and it takes a moment, but the four of you can see that it stops struggling, and it begins to ripple a little bit. And Stanley, you're holding a man who is maybe in his mid-twenties, and he looks very wild in his eyes, but he calms, and he calms, and he stops struggling. I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, there, there, you're all right. We won't hurt you. I don't know what's down there, but I claim it. It's, it's mine. It's mine. Why do you want it so badly? It must be valuable. It's important. And it's mine. I claim it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got there first, so. I... <laughs> Can you tell us who told you about this? How do you know this is so important? I saw it. I saw it. I saw it fall. Is it inside that crater? It must be. I saw it fall through the air. I saw it cut through the mist. And I saw it hit the ground. Whatever it is, it's mine. Sweetheart, I'm less worried about whatever that is and more worried about you at the moment. You seem a little disoriented, and you definitely look a little worse for wear. I just want to make sure you're all right first. I mean, I can just throw him in the hole. It's fine. I, you know, just in my experience, you're supposed that. to be healthy. Shh. Ignore him. Throw, throw me in the hole. Throw me in the hole. It's mine. Throw me in the hole. I take so him by the hand. I haven't let him go, so. <laughs> <laughs> I take what I him by the hand, what I if I can, <laughs> and I tell him, "We're not throwing you in the hole, but if you would like, can you help us get there? Can you show us what's going on?" I don't know. I just know it's mine. I haven't been down there yet. I'm. You, sh I, was, I was just. I'm trying to scare you off because it's mine and no one can have it 
I mean, if he wants it so badly, I mean, come on, let's start dragging him over towards the hole. Yes, yes, throw me <laughs> no, into the hole. No, and I and I put, I need you to settle down and just rest for a little bit, okay? Then I start singing again. And Stanley, you can feel him. He was starting to tense up again at the promise of being thrown into the hole. Damn it, Stanley. <laughs> but uh, as Minha begins singing again, he starts to loosen up again. He starts to stop struggling again. It'll be easier to take him to the hole that way. That's fine. Stanley, <laughs> we're not killing him. No, we are no, I don't not think we are. I mean, if we put him in the hole, we can see what happens. Stanley, I swear, him, if you not. say another word, I will smack you. you. You said rest, and I was thinking, like, permanent rest? We were he's, doing that? Yes? He's not a monster, he's a person. And so that changes how we have to deal with him. I mean, does it really? It, I smack I'm him. Right. <laughs> I'm I afraid smack it, I'm afraid Stanley across yes, the head. As you do, like a, a bit, a plate of, of insect armor sort of pops up and intercepts. The <laughs> Shake my hand. Does it change anything? I think it does. He's a person, and he is—he's damaged somehow. Something is something's not right with him, and uh, I we I we can't just kill people because they're inconvenient. Well, if they're not people, he's clearly he's, a person. He's as much a person as any of us are. And? Therefore. I, s- I hesitate before him. I smack him again. Like, <laughs> Father, he'll we, smack we, him for me, please. Apparently I'm her least favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> we can't kill him. But if we can convince him to that perhaps we're his best chance of finding whatever it is that he so dearly wants. He can't get it by himself. If Stanley can't get down there, neither can he. Perhaps he can help us out. We can find out what this is. So what I'm we can deal with him later. What I'm hearing is we take him to the hole. Pretty much, but not quite in the sense maybe that you were thinking of it before. We need to convince him that he needs us. Right, something like that. But I'm afraid Killen's off the table. I mean, he's right here. He's hearing this conversation. <laughs> That's fine. He he does. Is he he conscious? (laughs) He does have the tag of concussed. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) We can sit here and talk all day, or we can just take him to the hole. That's where we're going ultimately, right? Come on. Start moving that way some more. One day I'm going to find a rock that can penetrate that dense head of yours. (laughs) I I understand. Come on, let's, let's bring him over and we'll see if he has any insight into what this thing is. So I will keep a, a good grip on him, but kind of walk him over that way. Let him move in his concussed and grabbed state. <laughs> and at the bottom of the page, it reads to be continued. <laughs>